0: You're listening to Season 2 of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so if you haven't listened to Season 1 yet, I'd recommend starting there. Chapter 28, The Trip On Saturday morning, I woke up in a claustrophobic tangle of blankets. Steve was clinging to me, and I had to unstick his octopus arms from my torso in order to sit up. A familiar wave of nausea washed over me. Gemma, Lana, Bree, and I had been in full-blown party mode last night. The wine had started flowing at dinner and never stopped. Steve moaned incomprehensibly and rolled over into the fetal position. I needed to pee. Ouch! Lana's voice shouted. I had just stepped on her. She and Bentley were lying on my floor under Bentley's coat. Sorry, Lan, I whispered. She groaned and fell back asleep. I opened my bedroom door and tiptoed into the living room. James was lying on my couch, Brie on top of him. Amanda was on the floor next to them. I stumbled over a large pair of boots on the bathroom floor and nearly fell onto Braylon and Gemma, who had somehow squeezed both their very large bodies into the tub. Ow, oh, Braylon moaned. How many people had slept in my house? I remembered us all coming back to continue the party after the bar had closed last night, but I had assumed that most of them would have left once Steve and I retreated into my bedroom. I didn't mind everyone staying over and understood why James and Bree would have opted out of the commute back to North Van, but I couldn't believe Braylon had settled for the bathtub when his own very comfortable bed was probably a mere 10 minute taxi ride away. Morning, Brooklyn. Amanda whispered sleepily, sitting up from the floor as I came out of the bathroom. "'Morning. Want some coffee?' "'Please,' she grinned. I wished I could smile back, but looking at her was making me think of Apollo and the conversation we'd had at the bar last night. He had shown up late. Really late. Like, everyone was dispersed and completely silly by that point, late. And he'd been drunk. Very drunk. Far more wasted than I'd ever seen him. And he'd found me by the bar, when I'd been getting some water. And he'd tried to tell me something. And then, I'd interrupted him. Because I didn't want to hear it. Because Amanda was like five feet away on the dance floor, and all of this was wrong. And then he'd said he understood. And that he hoped we could be friends. And I'd said I hoped we could be too. And then we'd tried to make conversation. As friends. And I'd tried to pretend that I couldn't tell how badly he looked like he wanted to kiss me. And that I didn't want to kiss him back. So, have you published your book yet? He asked. I laughed. Not unless you count posting a few chapters on Inkblot as publishing. What? He leaned in, eagerly. What did you say? Nothing. It doesn't matter. It does matter, Brooklyn. Apollo! Amanda rushed over to us. Come dance, I love this song and that was it he would danced with her for a little bit after that and then he'd left i remember dancing with steve and seeing apollo just about to walk out the door looking back at me half turned as if he wanted to come back and say something but then steve kissed me and i kissed him back and when i resurfaced apollo was gone Why did we sleep here last night? Braylon's voice brought me back to the present moment. I gave my head a little shake and hastily poured Amanda some coffee. No idea, Gemma said, joining Amanda and I in the kitchen. Braylon groaned, apparently still unable to get out of the bathtub. You stayed here because Gemma didn't want to leave. Bree said, sleepily sitting up on the couch and rubbing her eyes. "'I didn't?' Gemma looked vague. "'Gemma, I love you, but if you ever cause us to sleep in a bathtub again, I think it might be over,' Braylon called from the bathroom. There was a very pregnant pause. Everyone was looking at Gemma, and everyone had noticed that Braylon had used the word, "'love.'" Amazing! Coffee, Gemma said, refilling the kettle and busying herself with making another round with the French press. So, what's everyone doing for Christmas? Amanda asked, clearly trying to tactfully change the subject. Nothing, really, I said. I would normally be going to Calgary, but my mom's friends are taking her on an eat-pray-love tour of Europe, so I figured I'd just stay here. With Lana and me, Gemma said, putting her arm around me. It's only Brie who's got extravagant plans for Christmas. My brother's getting married in Costa Rica, Brie told Amanda. What are you doing for the break? Not much either, Amanda admitted. My parents are going on a Southeast Asia trip with Apollo's parents. They've been planning it for years, so we'll both just be in the city. Oh, cool! Cool! "'Gemma said, looking uncomfortable. "'Looks like everyone will be in the city then. "'Braylin, is Steve going anywhere?' "'No, we both need to save money after our summer Euro trip,' Braylin called. "'A loud squeak and a thud from the tub indicated that he had tried to get out of it "'and then fallen back in. "'A few moments later, he emerged on the threshold. "'I'm gonna be in here for a few minutes,' he said, "'before promptly shutting the bathroom door and turning on the fan.' "'Oh, my back is not happy with me,' James said, stretching. "'Don't even start with me, man,' Braylon called from the toilet. "'Why is my dad calling you, James?' Bree asked, looking blearily down at the phone that James was holding in front of her face. James shrugged. Bree picked it up. "'Hello? I'm at Brooklyn's. Yeah, her new place in English Bay. Why?' Um, Brooklyn, what's your address? I gave it to her distractedly because an alert on my phone had just caught my attention. You have one new comment on Inkblot. No way. So far, I'd posted three chapters on there and no one had even read any part of my story yet, let alone commented. But sure enough, the story had now been read one time and MermaidFan25 had said, loving this story. It is really well-written and has super lovable characters. The mermaids are my personal favorite. When's the next chapter coming out? I felt a smile forming across my face. This wasn't a big deal. I knew that. But it was still the first time a stranger had read my story, and apparently they'd liked it. The old-fashioned buzzer on my door went off at that moment, making everyone in the room jump and causing Braylon to swear loudly from the bathroom. "'What was that noise?' Lana asked, finally emerging from my bedroom with Bentley and Steve. Her sweater was hanging off one shoulder, her hair was perfect, and her skin glowed. She looked like she was about to do a bedroom-themed photo shoot. "'My parents are here,' Bree said." "'Why?' Braylon's moan echoed from the toilet. "'No idea,' Brie began, but she was interrupted as my front door banged open and Bob and Veronica leapt through it. "'Good morning, sunshine!' Bob gave Brie a kiss on the cheek, looking happier than I had ever seen him. Given that Bob always looked nothing short of exuberant, this was saying something. "'What are you doing here, Dad?' Bree asked warily. "'We've been looking for you all night,' Bob explained, giving Gemma, Lana, and myself a hug before helping himself to Bree's coffee. "'Oh, yeah, my phone died.' "'We figured,' Bob beamed. "'Brooklyn, can I use your bathroom? "'It's been a long morning.' "'Of course,' I said, forgetting that Braylon was already in there and gesturing toward it. Bob thrust the bathroom door open, gasped, and then came right back out like a boomerang. Brooklyn, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there is a very large man on your toilet. Oh, for heaven's sake, Gemma said. Get out of there, Braylin. Other people need to use the washroom too, you know. Braylon, what a name, Bob said. When are you going to tell us what's going on, Dad? Brie demanded. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Oh, right, that. Bob made a valiant attempt at looking somber, but the effect was undermined by the fact that he was bouncing on the balls of his feet. Well, I'm sorry to say this, Bree, but Stu's wedding is cancelled. Officially cancelled. Veronica wrapped her arms exuberantly around Lana, who seemed unsure of whether to look sorry or pleased about this. Stu is Bree's brother. Bob explained to Steve and Amanda, who were looking blank. You could at least pretend to be sad about this, Dad, Bree chastised. Oh, well, of course, we're very sad for Stu, Veronica said, looking as though she had never been less upset about anything in her life. "'We couldn't get a refund on the villa down in Costa Rica, "'and I told him he should just get a group of friends together and go anyway. "'You know, the whole thing is going to go to waste otherwise, "'but apparently he's too heartbroken for that.' "'Yes, it's tragic,' Bob nodded. "'And we think it's best that your mother and I spend the holidays here "'nursing Stu's poor little broken heart.' "'He's not a baby,' Brie rolled her eyes. "'But fair.' Would have been nice to get some sun, but it's more important that we're here for Stu. Oh no, you should definitely not be here for Stu. What do you mean? You and James are too perfect. It would only add insult to injury, Bob said, giving James a glowing look. But... You and James are still going to Costa Rica, Veronica said sternly. But I thought you said it was cancelled. Cancelled? No. About to go to waste? Yes. Bob took an exaggerated sip of his coffee, which brings us to the reason Veronica and I have been trying to track you down. Which is what? Well, you and James have already got tickets to Costa Rica, Veronica said, and I've returned the ones the airline gave me, but the ones all the guests paid for are a little trickier. Apparently, the airline can only refund half of them because we're cancelling at such short notice. So your father and I have offered to pay for the cancelled tickets, but we still want to get our money's worth. So now we've got a bunch of tickets paid for that no one is actually going to use, Bob said, looking so delighted about this that Braylon, who had finally emerged, heavy-eyed and tousle-haired from the bathroom, stared at him in alarm. Bob waved cheerily at him and continued, At first, your mother and I were prepared to take the hit. But then your mother, intelligent angel that she is, asked if it would be possible to give the tickets to other people, and her boss was happy to waive the name change fee. And, like she said, we suggested Stu invite everyone he knows and throw a rager, but he's too busy weeping, so then we thought of you girls. I'm sure you'll be able to find some people to party with in Costa Rica for two weeks. The villa's all paid for and everything. Lana's mouth fell open are you serious I am so down we thought you would be Veronica smiled the only thing is that we have to change the names within 24 hours because my boss is technically breaking some rules by letting us do it so that's why we've been looking for you we've only got a few hours left are you guys sure you don't want to just try and get a refund I asked this would be amazing but I feel kind of guilty for taking a free trip We've tried to get a refund, Bob said happily. They won't budge, but it would make us very happy if you girls went down and enjoyed it on our behalf. We thought about going ourselves, but we can't leave Stu, and taking him there would be a bit much. Emotionally, he looked wistfully down at his coffee for a moment. Wouldn't it? Yes, it would, Bob, Veronica said firmly. We're not going. But you all can. Bob looked a little disappointed, but snapped back immediately. And what luck! It looks like most of your gang slept over last night. So, who's coming? We'll need full names now to make the changes. Gemma, Lana, and I gaped at each other and then looked at Bree. Bree, are you good with us coming? I asked. Are you kidding me? Bree asked. Hell, yes, I'm good with you coming. Everyone should come. And Bentley, will you be coming too? Veronica asked. Bentley looked nervously at Lana and I. Come if you want to, Bentley, Lana smiled. Okay, yeah, I'm in. And what about you three? Bob asked, looking at Braylon, Steve, and Amanda. I don't think we've met. I'm Braylon, this is Steve, and we are in, Braylon shouted. I'd love to come as well, Amanda said, if there's room. Plenty of room, Bob grinned encouragingly. Do you think it would be alright if my boyfriend comes too? Amanda asked. I see no reason why not, Bob smiled. Bree, Lana, and Gemma all looked at me. Because, obviously, they could all see a very good reason why not sure apollo isn't too busy gemma asked weakly oh no like i said we were both just planning on chilling in the city for christmas anyway i think he would love to get some sun how serendipitous veronica cried lana and brie glared at me but i couldn't think of anything to say that would stop it and so amanda gave veronica her and apollo's contact details "'When do we fly out?' I asked, trying to break the tense silence. "'Monday,' Bob said. "'Whoa, I should probably head home and get packing then,' Amanda said. "'Thank you guys so much, I'm so excited!' "'Well girls, we'll leave you to it,' Bob said, as Amanda waved goodbye and headed out the front door, excitedly opening up her phone to call Apollo and tell him the news. "'I imagine you've all got a bunch of packing to do as well,' He and Veronica gave us all a hug, and left. Leaving on Monday? Damn! Yeah, we've got a ton to do, Braylon said. It's already almost noon. Let's get brunch first, though. I'm starving. We're getting brunch, Lana said, grabbing Gemma, Bree, and myself. You guys aren't invited. Why not? Bentley asked, looking confused. Because we need some girl time, Lana said, ushering him, James, Braylon, and Steve out the door. Go pack, or whatever. We'll talk to you guys later. But, Steve said, looking uncertainly at me. Bye, Lana said, slamming the door in his face. So, where do you guys want to get brunch? I asked her, in a would-be casual tone. Don't want to get brunch, Brooklyn, Lana hissed, looking at the door. It was unclear whether the guys had gotten an elevator down yet, and I could tell that Lana didn't want them to overhear our conversation. I just wanted to talk to you about the fucked up situation you've just put us all in. Lan, what could I do? It would have been so mean if Amanda was the only one we didn't invite on the trip. Agreed, Gemma said fairly. "'But Apollo!' Bree demanded. "'Seriously? No one was able to think of a reason why he couldn't come too?' "'Well, your parents said they had a ton of tickets, so...' I broke off at the look Brie was giving me. "'Do not blame my parents for this, Brooklyn!' "'I'm not blaming them, but clearly there wasn't a good excuse to stop him and Amanda from coming.' Otherwise, one of us would have thought of it. It's not our job to come up with excuses, Brooklyn. This is your mess, Lana said. Maybe Apollo won't come, I said. He knows it would be really weird if he did. That's true, Gemma said. Of course he's going to come, Lana said. Amanda's already scored him free room and board in Costa Rica. No one in their right mind would choose to spend Christmas alone in soggy Vancouver over that. Ugh, Bree groaned. I thought going on the trip for the wedding would be stressful, but this is next level. I already told James not to say anything to Amanda about Apollo, but... I did the same with Bentley, Lana said. But the chances that all of us are going to be able to keep this from her after spending that much time together are pretty low. I just hate lying to so many people, Bree said. Well, we're just lying to Amanda, really, Gemma pointed out. And Steve, who's really sweet, by the way, Lana said, giving me a severe look. Steve and I are super casual. He'll be fine, I said. Does he know that, Bree asked, because last night he told me he really likes you. I exchanged an uncomfortable look with Gemma. Really? Yeah, he's into you, Brooklyn. He told me that too, Lana said. I took a sip of my now-cold coffee. It tasted like tar. Guys, what is Brooklyn supposed to do? Gemma asked. Tell Amanda everything and ruin her and Apollo's Christmas? Yes, Lana said. But Bree said... I see your point. This is ridiculous! Lana threw up her hands. Lan, we all let you break up with Chris on your own time, even though you told us you hated him for months before you actually did it, Bree said. Yeah, but... Lana spluttered. Ugh, fine. You know, I've Always got your back, Brooklyn. I would just like it to be known that I completely disagree with the situation and can confidently say, from experience, that it's going to end badly. Noted, Gemma said brightly. Now, can we actually go for brunch? Because I really am starving. And we have a lot of packing to do, I said. Lana rolled her eyes but grabbed her coat and she, Brie, Gemma, and I headed out of my apartment. Thanks for listening to Season 2 of Confessions of a New Grad. Sorry for the cliffhanger, but don't worry, Season 3 is happening. Make sure you're following the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so that you can be the first to know when it comes out. In the meantime, you can help make Season 3 come faster by telling your friends, giving it five stars on Apple Podcasts, writing a review, and sharing it on social media. You can also follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Thanks again for all the support you've given the show. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their work in this production. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions.